Thanks for tuning in to The Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. Today, I'm going to share part two of my conversation with Kristen Metzger. Oh, part one was so good. As I mentioned in our last episode, there was just too much good stuff to cover and I couldn't bring myself to delete any of it. So we turned our delightful conversation into two parts. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back and listen to it first. It was awesome. The second half gets really good and we're going to dive deep into some topics about relationships, heartbreak, and discovering your life mission. So stay tuned. Before we wrap up our mind-blowing conversation with Kristen, we have a highlight reel to share. We have a dad, Mitchell Couch, making a huge difference for virtual students on lockdown. Was started as a DIY project to consolidate his children's school clutter has taken on a life of its own. As a building inspector, Mitchell Couch knew what he was doing and created a nifty desk out of wood for around 50 bucks. After posting to social media, his project gained lots of attention. He received hundreds of messages. Obviously, we all understand the importance and the impact of a child's environment on the quality of their education. So this is such a cool story. He felt inspired after seeing the reception of his uh, social media post. So he actually made a YouTube tutorial with instructions and a list of the materials, and that just exploded as well, took off instantly. It inspired a local grocery chain who proposed to partner with him and cover the cost of materials for around 35 desks if he would just commit to building them. Needless to say, he enthusiastically signed up for the project, which has had a huge impact on their community and the kids in need. Seeing others use their gifts and talents to improve the quality of life for others is something we always need more of. What a great reminder. Thanks for inspiring us, Mitchell Couch. For our team huddle today, we have a review from Mindy Luhu, who said, I've applied play theory in various ways, but what I really love is listening to it being explained in more depth and all the ways people are applying it in their own lives. It's motivating and inspiring. Play theory can change lives. Take a listen. You won't be disappointed. Well, we certainly agree with you. Thank you so much for the review, Mindy Luhu. If I had your address, I'd send you a care package all the way to Whoville, but uh, some heartfelt gratitude we'll have to do for now. You're awesome. Thanks. Now, without further ado, let's get into part two of our amazing conversation with Kristen Metzger. You have had so many experiences in your life. Um, one that a lot of people can relate to is uh, is dating. And so I wanted to just touch on this um, with you because you have so much goodness to share there as well. Um, so particularly, how does play theory promote healthy relationships in dating? I love this application, you know, of these principles to dating. And I, I mean, as we've talked about is, you know, all of these principles would work together to create beautiful relationships in dating. But I think the first one 
that I was looking at and really thinking about from my experience is, and something I'm focusing on a lot right now is accepting and building. And, and it's cool to talk about that right now. Cause I know I just shared about that in my experience down here in Kalapapa and what's beautiful about the shift then into dating is it's similar, but get to expound on that because you're trying to focus on one person and the, and especially even right now in the dating world, uh, COVID has kind of upended the dating world and, uh, and made it feel like, wait, how do I meet people? And how do we develop this, this relationship and accepting that opportunity as a unique challenge and saying, okay, if I'm going to be meeting people and talking to them over FaceTime for a while, what is the beauty of that? What can we build from that? Oh, we get to build a connection and a friendship before I ever get to be with you physically, like actually in person slash any physical affection and expression of attraction, whether that's holding hands, kissing, etc. And the most successful, beautiful relationships that I have had in my life one in particular, when I felt like, okay, this is it, you know, this is the person I'm going to marry that relationship developed in this way where we, it was long distance. So, so much of our foundation was built through communication and through sharing and, and growing together before we ever let the physical magnify it. And so then the physical got to magnify what was already built and there. And that is the greatest gift. And so I'm actually kind of grateful for the way the world is right now, because I had hoped that my future dating experiences might be able to have some of that built in of building a foundation of getting to know someone and communicating and and building and, and that, and that word build, I loved that shift because <clears throat> I also believe that in dating and then hopefully in marriage, that that relationship is a co-creative relationship. It is, you are co-creators with your life. Like you are building a life together. You are co-creators. If you decide to have children, you're creating a family together and I believe and desire a co-creative relationship where we can build, you know, the kingdom of God, we can build creatively something to offer the world. And that's something I look for in my dating. Like, what are we building? What can I build with <laughs> you? And can I see that in dating? Like, I've just recently started experimenting with that. Like, how do I see this building capacity in dating? okay, can we write a song together or let's, you know, can we cook something together? Can we do storytelling over FaceTime? Like what, what are it ways? And I'm still experimenting with that, but, um, and that, I mean, I love that. that's let go and play too, right? Like, can I see that capacity in someone that capacity for curiosity across, uh, interesting, maybe challenging dating method, uh, et cetera. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is so good. And what a great question to ask as you are getting to know someone, you know, and you're exploring the potential of of being in a relationship with someone and saying, 
you know, what can we build together or what are we building together? I think that can be a really good kind of check-in question, kind of a gauge of, you know, how, how is this relationship going? Are we, are we building together? Is it feeling a little stagnant? How are we helping and co-creating, as you mentioned, and really promoting that growth and building in each other and helping you build things that are important to you and vice versa. And uh, that is such a powerful perspective to take with all of that. As everyone knows, you know, sometimes you're building something and you're feeling good about it. And then there's a piece that was missing and the foundation and it falls apart. And that's also something we have to deal with. And I wanted to just now shift gears a little more and ask, you know, how does play theory and maybe in particular looking outward or any of the principles really help you overcome heartbreak and experience greater joy and find the silver lining? Oh, yes. I, I know this. I know this question. <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm sure, you know, most people have, you know, this is a universal experience, right? This experience of heartbreak. And I, I, mentioned briefly, you know, this person that I had fallen in love with and we dated long distance and we'd had just this beautiful experience. And I just knew this was my match. And then when that ended, I I really was shocked by how harsh and intense the heartbreak was. And I'd not experienced it that piercing before. And I remember when that happened, my instinct and my impulse was, ah, my heart, uh, my heart, it feels like it wants to harden. You know, our body is so good at protecting us that I was afraid that as a defense, that my heart was going to harden and be incapable of, of feeling and, you know, to protect itself from all of its broken pieces while it healed again. And I, was so afraid of that because I, <laughs> I love my heart and I am so grateful for it. And I, I want it to be open and soft and receptive and strong. And I just, in that moment really felt like I, I don't know if I can keep it open. And so I remember this really distinct moment when I literally fell to the ground and just kind of collapsed and, um, started praying and I was like, okay, God, I need you to hold my heart so that it feels like it can stay open. And I need you to hold it until it can beat on its own again. And I'm a really visual, like uh, learner and person. And so that visual was the only way I could think of to ask for help. And And the feeling that I had in that moment was, I got you. I, and I pictured, you know, whatever you want to picture for, for God and the universe. Like I pictured God holding my heart in his hands and saying, okay, I got you. Now I need you to be there for others. And I was at that time actually serving in Nauvoo, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier in this place where my capacity was as a servant. I'm there to help these families that have come to be part of the pageant 
I'm there to help them have a beautiful experience on and off stage. And so I, there was no time or space for me to wallow or to allow my heart to close. And so with that (laughs) confidence from heavenly father saying, I got you, um, I got your heart. Now let's go to work. And I saw people that summer left and right whose hearts were also broken. And I, and I know that I was led to those people and they were led to like our paths crossed for a reason uh, because I continued to ask through all of this, like, okay, my father, how, how can we use the current status of my heart to help someone else? Like, I don't want this to be wasted. Like my biggest fear is that my heart would harden or that this very vulnerable time would be lost and the opportunity to connect would be wasted. And so I just kept running into people. Like I remember I ran into this woman who was uh, going through a separation from her husband and she had found out that he'd been cheating on her. And, and although our situations were different, I mean, I hadn't been married yet and I, you know, it was different. I, I remember just sitting there with her and we just cried together. And she was so, I mean, we both were so grateful that our hearts seemed to be speaking the same language in that moment. And it just, I saw the power of, of being present and looking outward. And in that moment and so many other moments that summer, I was actually grateful for the experience I was going through because without, without that heartbreak, my heart would not have been able to beat in time with some of these hearts that I met that summer because it would have been beating too fast or, you know, too, I don't want to say too joyfully, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have been at the right wavelength. And those people needed where my heart was and I needed them. And so that looking outward is what helped my heart heal. And, and the healing process, what was so beautiful is that when you look outward and you recognize that through service, through, uh, keeping your heart open to others, that, that not only is that how you heal, but you're actually, I mean, it's so many things are being accomplished. You're healing. They are feeling loved and lifted and you're both growing. There's this beautiful proverb, a Scottish proverb that says, thee lift me and I'll lift thee and we will ascend together. And man, I felt that that summer. And so looking outward and having this charity, this love, this Christ-like love for people, that is the best and most whole fulfilling way to heal, I found. Wow. Wow. Kristen, thank you so much for sharing that. I know everyone listening right now has been hurt at some point in their life, either by another person, by a circumstance, and, um, you know, to varying degrees, 
right? And it's we should never compare our pain to others because we're all uh, very unique right. and beautiful creatures. Um, but I I know it's so hard to not look inward in those moments of pain and to not go into survival mode. And you do need to grieve and, right. and that's that can be healthy and, that, and you should, you should do that. But I love, and I'm so grateful for your example of looking outward and serving others and how that really magnifies and multiplies your strength and your ability to to get through not only not only survive but thrive through an incredibly difficult circumstance and uh thank you for for your story thank you for your example and i know everyone listening right now um is is just gleaning so much from this so i really appreciate you opening up about that and and sharing and and we are just so grateful I am so grateful to have examples of people to look to that are very tangible and, and I can see their light. I can see knowing the hardship on the back end, the stuff that people don't see and, and still seeing how much good you're doing and, and seeing on, you know, that light, you know, having to put the sunglasses on and, and just seeing every, all the good you're doing. It's uh, it's very inspiring. Thank you for sharing. Well, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Neil. I'm sure people who, who, who do know you or who maybe have followed you on social media or even who are listening to your stories now are, are thinking, what, what an amazing and interesting person, this Kristen, right? And you've, uh, you know, one minute you're in, you're in Illinois leading a, a pageant next minute you're in LA, you know, uh, pursuing passions and projects there. And now you're in this uh, peninsula, this leper colony in Hawaii. So the question I want to ask you is let go and play is really a really good principle to practice. And, but I kind of want to take the 2000 foot view here and ask you, how has the principle of let go and play empowered you when it comes to finding your mission and direction in life? Oh, Neil, I love this question because this is something that has actually really been on my mind this last week because although I'm pretty removed from the world here, of course I can still access it. I I do get on Wi-Fi and I am still able to connect with friends through social media and, you know, Marco Polos, etc. And as I've been seeing some of my friends' journeys that are, you know, they've started successful businesses and they're they're making a lot of money and they're having a really strong impact in the world or their brand has really taken off and they're doing such beautiful things and, or, you know, they've started their families and they're now having children and et cetera. And you, there's this tendency to compare, right? I'm looking at these journeys and I'm thinking, you know, I'm so happy for my friends, but there's this piece of me that's like, oh no, I'm behind. You know, I've, I've just barely mm. started my podcast. I've just, I'm still writing this film script. I, I don't know what's next. I don't know even how I'm going to make money when I get home from this little peninsula. And I don't even know how long I'm going to be here. And I haven't started a family yet and I'm getting older. And, you know, you just start like spinning and you're like, ah, I'm behind. And you're just comparing. And I've, yeah, I've like had this. I guess all the principles kind of where I've had to just be present and go, okay, why am I here? How did I get here? I felt so strongly that I needed to come here. 
I have always done that. Anytime I've gone to a new place to go to Nauvoo, to go to LA, to end up here in Kalapapa, I have always felt this pull, this magnetic, like my heart feels drawn and I, and a door opens and I go and I run and I have to trust that. And so even just this week, I've had to just remind myself to let go of this expectation that my life is supposed to look a certain way, or I'm supposed to have reached certain mile markers by now. Let go of that. Let go of the expectation and the comparison, because if I am not comparing to anyone, if I'm just present and I let go of all of that and I just play, right? I just play in the space that I am in and I uh, embrace the opportunities that are down here and all of the things, then I can become and I will become who I'm meant to be. Because if I'm trusting, I mean, that's what's required to let go and play, right? Is that you trust and because it's yeah. like a trust fall, right? I, if I'm trusting yes. my instinct, if I trust the, the feeling that I had, if I trust that I was led here, um, then, then I can just let go with ease and say, okay, then then let go of those expectations of what I think it's supposed to be and play, which is how you discover what it really is meant to be. And, and that is so fun. The discovery, the curiosity, okay, I can let go of all of that. And if I'm just playing, then what's going to happen? I don't know. And, and it's not easy. And I might have to do that every day, actively letting go of those expectations of, of what I perceive it's supposed to be. What is a 34 year old supposed to be doing? How much money should I have in the bank, et cetera, et cetera. No, 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 no. My journey is unique and I can embrace that and run with that and play with that because let's be real. I have a roof over my head. I have a bike to get me around. I have a body that's functioning. I have enough to eat and so, and I have opportunities to serve and love. Okay, let's play. What is possible when I let go <laughs> yes. of those expectations? So that's that's been a recurring theme and, and something weighing on me right now to learn and embrace. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for that principle. <laughs> that is like, if I could sum up like, one of the most pressing skills to develop right now in 2020, it would be what you just touched on. And I'm so grateful for your insight because it is hard to not compare with social media and always being connected and everyone putting their best foot forward and kind of, you know, they have that filter where it just kind of screens out the negative and they put their best, you know, most exciting, vibrant accomplishments at the front and center of their public facing profiles. And that's a really hard thing to do, to let go of those expectations. A dear friend of mine, Tony Overbay, who, if you haven't subscribed to the virtual couch, he's a, a therapist and he's just awesome. He talks about how everyone shoulds on themselves, right? And <laughs> he's saying these, these uh, 
socially compliant goals that we have, that we set for ourselves, that we kind of instruct or feed from external expectations, lead us down a path of unfulfillment because we're comparing, we're feeling like, oh, we should be doing this or we should be doing that. And coming back to be present, if you're always living in fear of the future or those uh, shoulds, right? I should be doing more. I should have accomplished more. Or, you know, the the other direction, if you're living in the past with regret and mulling over mistakes and not looking for the good and the silver lining to be had in those mistakes, you're, you're going to miss out on all these precious moments. You're not going to be able to play. As you said, you really do have to let go of that and in that playing, that is where the growth happens. That is where the magic happens. And I think uh, you're experiencing that. And again, I'm just so grateful for someone who embodies so many of these principles. And uh, as an example, a tangible example, we can look to to learn from. Thank you for that nugget. That was a that was awesome. Ah, thank you, Kristen. Oh my gosh, this has been awesome. I I wish we had like another four hours to just kind of dive even deeper into all these other things. So you really are just such a, a fountain of goodness and wisdom and uh, light. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the Happiness Playbook and sharing all of this with us. As you know, on the Happiness Playbook, we always share a pro tip at the end of the show, which is a tangible way to apply the principle or principles that we're discussing. So I'm really, I'm dying to know what is the one pro tip that you would like to share with our listeners? One tip that I would love to offer is specifically, you know, with looking outward, sometimes I think that can be overwhelming. Like how, how, how do I look outward? Like there's so many needs around me. There's so many opportunities of how I could look outward or things I could do. And so sometimes I think it's almost immobilizing. It's like, well, I, I don't know what to do. The world needs so much. And so I think if we get specific and, you know, especially what I learned from my experience with, you know, my heartbreak is, okay, ask yourself, you know, be still and ask yourself, ask your heart, like what is in my heart right now? What is the status of my heart? Does it feel really hopeful? Does it feel, does it have a question? Does it feel shattered? Does it feel deflated? You know, how does it like really get specific with what is in your heart? However you want to ask that, what is in it? How does it feel? What is its status? Is it open, closed? And then get specific and think, ask, okay, so who do I know in my life that may be in the same heart space as me. And I promise someone will come to mind instead of it being this ambiguous, who, how can I help someone right now? There will you know, be someone specific that will come to your mind. And, and maybe it's because you saw a post on social media and they said, having a rough time or, you know, my heart feels tired or whatever. But I think also, you know, inspiration can help in this. I believe in heaven's ears and, and heaven being open. So that, that would be my pro tip is to really consider the status of your heart and then to ask whose heart status is the same right now and how you can then look outward 
and allow your heart to be of service. That is my, my specific pro tip. Get specific with your heart so that your heart can reach out to someone in, in your life that needs the status and capacity of your heart right now. That is amazing. I hope everyone will pause this right now and do this exercise because I know Kristen's right. You will think of somebody who needs you and you'll be able to serve them and help them and love them in a very unique way that could change their life. Amazing pro tip. Thank you so much for that. Kristen, this has been an absolute delight. I am so grateful for your wisdom and in your presence and uh, the tan I now have um, (laughs) at the end of this conversation. Um, I don't need to go to the tanning booth this week. So thank you for saving me the trip. And uh, seriously, I'm just, I wish you the best. uh, And I can't wait to keep following your journey and keep listening to your podcast and seeing all these amazing things and, and projects that, uh, that you are involved with. So I hope everyone has, has gotten as much out of this as I have, but uh, just want to send off Kristen with a huge thank you and well wishes. You're amazing. Well, Neil, the, you know, the feeling is more than mutual. And I am so grateful for what you are sharing and the, the magnifying glass you are bringing to these principles and to the people that you've invited to share on your podcast. I feel so like tickled and delighted to connect with you over these airwaves. And I can't wait to have you on mine as well. And thank you. Can't wait. Thank you. (laughs) And all my love to you and your family and gratitude for the, the goodness that you are just squeezing out into the world right now. I am so grateful. Let's do this again. (laughs) I can't wait to to follow up. You're amazing. Likewise. Thank you so much, Neil. Oh, I told you it was going to be good. That was amazing. So grateful for Kristen and for taking the time to share all of those amazing words of wisdom and principles with us. Thank you so much for joining us on the Happiness Playbook today. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation with Kristen about relationships and navigating heartbreak and finding your passion and direction in life. Truly some good nuggets uh, were shared today. Remember the pro tip that was shared with us and apply that this week. Tune into yourself, find out where you are emotionally, where is your heart? And then try to think of someone who's vibrating at that same level and reach out to them and use that empathy to really connect and serve and look outward. Until next time, remember that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport. Catch you next week.